0: Yeah, no, so when I I was, I would go to these, you know, stadiums or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're at a sporting event, and guys would walk up and flush the toilet right away, and I was like, what are they doing, are they worried about the person before them left the, the... no, they're letting the water rush help them pee, is what I've realized, because now that I apparently have an enlarged prostate, um, I, I can't, I can't pee when people are talking. Hmm.
1: It's a gigantic waste of water. <laughs> I, it is.
0: I, I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm just saying I understand why people do it now is all I'm saying. That's my new theory. Gotcha. It's a good theory. Yeah. Or they could just like hum quietly to themselves, you know, save save a, a lake and a river. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Just
0: close your eyes and hum and rock back and forth till you can pee. Am I sharing did too I d- much? I mean,
2: <laughs> did, I, did I do the second sync? I yeah, feel like no, I did, right? Yeah. Are we <laughs> recording this? I don't know. I did do the second one, right? No, I don't know. we have no, not. No, no. We have not. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Sorry to break up your uh, prostate talk. Uh, three, two, one.
0: Go! Go!
2: The prostate talk's gonna be the name of the new
0: show, right? <laughs> right, 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 from our, our medical advice show.
2: But we got to put advice in quotes.
0: <laughs> Can we put prostate in quotes as well? <laughs> put all the words in quotes because uh, that'll keep the lawyers. <laughs> it's off. all air quotes, though. That's yeah, <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> it's in air quotes. Yeah, that's that's the disclaimer. Presume that everything we say is in air quotes. <laughs> We we'll have to say that at the top of every
0: show. Yeah. Implied, Everything we say implied. is in air
1: quotes. Yeah, it, we'll make it part of the jingle
0: or whatever. The, the oh sure, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I better get working on that jingle right away. <laughs> yeah. So
2: uh, just prepare to. Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Young yeah. m- don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you,
0: and I don't care if I get find for three! I got my
2: sweet with That dog. train <laughs> is off the track.
0: I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just What the show needs is mm-hmm. more dogs and bears and chickens and <laughs> stuff.
2: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in Undebeatable Goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 457, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the impending self-destruction of your Indiana Pacers. Joining me, this show, are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
1: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebitables? One quibble, it's not an impending implosion, it has already happened. Uh, Shout out to uh, my buddy Kalinda, who's celebrating a birthday this week.
2: Well, I guess my, my floor was lower than, than, than yours, because I, uh, I think this is going to go all the way down. <laughs> From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson.
0: What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, it's either been an, a miraculously uh, enjoyable week, uh, in that case, uh, drink up. Uh, but most likely it's been a disaster so uh, Pacer Nation, you've earned it, drink up <laughs> um, before we get into the discussion I'd like to remind you that this
2: show is brought to you by you if you head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables you can become a patron of our show for as little as a dollar a month or uh, get some of the upgrades uh, You know, $5 a month or so gets you on our uh, Slack community uh, where you can commiserate with us and um, we'll get a, a beautiful koozie shipped right to your home. Got a lot of good tweets that we're sharing on there, a lot of good, uh, you know, scathing articles that we were, we're uh, uh, reviewing and, and chatting amongst ourselves. And would like to have you there to uh, a lot to join of me the panicking
0: fun. during the game. Yes. Yeah. Like
2: when the fourth quarter starts, you send our message saying, what way are we going to find to to blow this one?
0: You also got uh, Jason's new uh, nickname for Karis Lavert, which is Lahurdum, which I LaHerdum. think is pretty good. Yeah, don't Lahurdum, Lavert. It's good stuff.
2: So um the Monday show we we uh you know we talked about the week of basketball and you know started down the the road of uh self-reflection and discussion about the Pacers uh, and, and specifically coach Bjorkren and, and the staff and 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 really um we started um hitting everybody um, that that has a that has a badge um <laughs> Jason, where do you think we should take this discussion next? There's a lot to say. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot to say. And, and
0: you know,
1: who know move, news moves fast. So by the time you're hearing this on Thursday, situation might have changed. But I was discussing this, you know, whole uh, issue with my wife, my brilliant wife, Jill. And she asked a question that I thought might reframe our uh, thinking about this. And that question is, if... Uh, the Pacers had a winning record if the season was going better than it were h- would you be upset about this Nate Bjorkren news would you be calling for Nate Bjorkren's head as it were Colson what do you think I love this because, question because I love this the, question your I wife is brilliant this, uh, the um Other context for this, I guess, in the last show we were railing on all of these, you know, uh, purported character flaws of Bjorkren, and and I thought to myself, this this is the behavior of a mad genius, right? And if that genius is resulting in successes, then people put up with the mad genius behavior, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. If it's not, then it's like, you're not a mad genius, you're just a crazy person. Get out of here. Right. Right. What do you think, Colson?
0: Yeah, I think winning goes a long way to fixing everything. Right. I mean, interpersonal relationships matter in the workplace. Um, But, you know, we've just talked about how uh, Nate McMillan lost his job largely because he... um, wasn't great with the players, and he was sort of a distant dad, rather right, sort of a, a you know sort of strict, um, hands-off coach. Uh, and yet that team overperformed every year, and so you didn't hear this stuff coming out during the regular season. During the speak. regular season, right? Sure. And eventually he lost his job because we didn't have success in the playoffs. Now, if he was taking us to Eastern Conference Finals every year, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he'd still be our coach. So, yes, it's about winning for sure. Um, but what I think is interesting about this, this question is that um, one of the things that Pritchard said when he hired Nate Bjorkren was Nate McMillan was really, I'm paraphrasing clearly, was very interested in winning the next game the 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 team was all very aware of what the records were of the, of where they were in the standings, what they needed to do to get to the next level. Um, they worked on very small things they 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 got directed to do small things. you gotta work on this and what Pritchard was excited about with Björkrin is that Björkrin is this massive basketball mind, this xs and O's guy that's just got and he's going to. Uh, take over what he, what Bjorkren has continued to tell us as a brilliant team, a really smart team, and he's going to give them all this information. And, and he even said uh, to Pritchard, and Pritchard repeated it, that he would sacrifice wins and losses for the overall health of the team, to make the team better than it could be down the line. That means um, uh, playing players that aren't as good to get them... Um, you know, playing time so that they're ready if they have to come in, play later. Um, That means trying things, trying new schemes, uh, defensively and offensively, um, even if they're not working so the team can learn them because they might work against a different team or whatever. So so the idea is we're going to lose some games that we maybe shouldn't lose that we never would have lost under Nate McMillan because Nate McMillan was about winning the next game for this long-term vision. Okay, so if we believe in that, if we were brought in believing that, if that's what if that's what Pritchard told us, if that's what Bjorkman told Pritchard, why are we so upset? Are we upset because we're five games below 500 and we're in the 10th seed? Probably. If we were doing this at a 500 level, you know, or two games over 500, we probably wouldn't be that upset. We'd be like, oh wow, he's so uh, you know trying all these different things, and we're still winning games. I I definitely agree with you that it's about wins and losses. That's what this that's what this league is about, and we're not going to let people experiment and try new things if um, if we don't see results. Joey, what do you think? Well,
2: before I answer, I almost couldn't get through. Uh, the, the intro, because I imagined everything in air quotes. Um, and it makes everything funny. I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah, you're, fr- you're from the high school home of Jameson Brewer. Uh, anyway, um, I, I do think it has a lot to do with, with the winds, but... The thing that's the concerning to me is like if that's true with like T.J. Warren, you know, if players don't want to play for him, then it's sort of twofold, right? Like, um, if the players buy into that that um, philosophy and they understand that you know every all these things are, are you know short term sacrifices for long term gains, if if the whole organization buys into that. Um, that's great, and that but that includes the players. Um, you know, it, if they're all miserable and nobody wants to play, uh, then it's not going to work. You know, if Pritchard buys in, that's great. You know, you want that. You want the, the, the management and ownership. You want everyone on the same side. But if, you know, if that's done with, um, you know, if Pritchard, coaches and players are yelling at each other Um, if players are asking for trades if um, you know I think some of that stuff just goes away when you're winning you know like you just overlook a bunch of stuff Um, you just don't care because um, but I, I just don't if any of that stuff is true which it seems like some of it's probably you know something something's there Um, it's hard to confirm any of these things, but if that stuff's true, then we don't want to move forward with that. Um, but like, while I may agree with that stuff on paper and I, you know, I, I, yeah, it's like, do I want Edmund Sumner to get some crunch time minutes? Sure. Sure. Do like, it's going to, it will pay off at some point. Uh, it may not be this year, but you know. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, well, that's the question, Joe. What's what's your stomach for this, right? Well, like I mean, I mean, it, yeah. like you, you've you stopped watching games because it's so miserable. Well, right? and you're just the, like, hey, I, I, look, I can't watch the end of the season because I just because I'm gonna we're gonna fall apart in the fourth quarter. So, at what point do we say, hey, look, we trust in this guy. We think he's a brilliant mind and he's putting, you know, he's planting the seeds for us to be good later, but we just can't right. handle it short term. Or is there this is a toxic coach and everything is going awful and the team's given up on him? That's that's the question, right? I mean, if your stomach is. I mean, I I agree with you that if it's a toxic coach, you've got to get rid of him. But I guess my question is, if he is a brilliant basketball mind and you're just going to lose some games this season and maybe even next season to get to being a really good team two years from now, are you willing to go through that?
2: Well, and that's sort of the thing I get to, like filter, you know, my thoughts like through this this the time frame, right? Like it's is it next year, is it 2 years, is it 5 years and and you know, I don't look, man, I'm a Pacers fan, like I I don't expect anything this year. I don't expect anything next year. You know, I'm not expecting to be in the Eastern Conference Finals next year. Um, but I do I mean there's a bunch of pieces that it, pieces and uh, you know, talent and and uh, people like I like a lot of the parts, but, um, it's gotta be, I mean, the thing is, I don't mind if it's two years down the line, you know, but I don't make, I don't mind losing some, but it's just the way it's happening. Like when, 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 you know, when we look bad doing it and it, when we look like there's no plan, like I say, like with those games, when it's like, you know, Goga lets somebody dunk on them. Um, You know, like, I don't feel like that's progress. Like, that kind of stuff. When we give up 154 points, I don't feel like that's progress. Right,
0: right, right, right. And that's the thing. With Nate McMillan's teams, as much as we talked about his lack of creativity, he said, these are the things we're focusing on, and we're going to do these things really well. And we're going to, you know, if you got dunked on in a game, the next game that wasn't happening because that's what we fixed. You know, it wasn't this long-term scheme, where it's like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine if they dunk on you now because two years from now we won't let that happen. Well, like, so, that's that's tough and and the thing is that the the nice thing about the NBA
1: is that the time frame is defined, especially from a coach's perspective. You have a year. It's a season. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's you you start in the beginning, you have optimism. You go through your season, you try to improve. The season ends positively or negatively. And then you go into the offseason you get to start over again, right? It's not this constant slog. If you're a coach and your plan is to instill in your players a certain set of uh, offensive and, and defensive schemes and get players at all levels sort of knowing those schemes so that, you know, should tragedy strike in the playoffs, you know, you can pull Keelan Martin off the bench and he knows exactly what to do. That all has to happen within the, the capsule of one season because in the NBA, there's turnover. There's no guarantee that your 12th man in, – in all likelihood, your 12th man isn't going to be on the season. Isn't going to
0: be there next season. So, right. like,
1: developing that person for two years down the line is not a good investment of resources. Yeah. Right. It, if you want to develop them for, you know, March and April, that's great. And the frustrating thing, which I think we've expressed on this podcast before, is Bjorken came in and purported that style of coaching, that what, I'm, what you're going to see is weird lineups. I'm going to try a bunch of things out early in the season so that we can figure out what works, so that people are ready to, to step up to the plate when we need them. You know, caveat the huge caveat that it's this weird COVID season and there were a bunch of people in and out of the lineup. We didn't really see that from Björgren mm-hmm. until post All Star Break almost. Like, I mean, we complained that he was riding Sabonis and Brogdon. he was playing They're Sabonis forty and Brogdon, minutes like a night forty minutes a night. Yeah. 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 At the beginning of the season. And where is Brogdon now? Where was Sabonis for a two week stretch? They were injured, right? Because right. likely because they
0: took on this this big load. He just played Sabonis and Karis LeVert over 40 minutes in the uh, Washington game.
1: Well, so at this point in the season, I'm okay with that, right? Like, okay. at this point in the season, you know what your, your needs are to get to the playoffs, right? If you're playing the Wizards and you guys are battling for a home court advantage, a DS – Place the bonus 40 minutes. That's a, that's a must-win game. We need right. to win that game.
2: That we didn't win, by the way. They're battling for away court advantage, as far as I can tell.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. So, I think, I think that what this speaks to is sort of what you have gotten to, Colson, previously, which is that there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of bluster that comes from Bjorkman's, but he says a lot of the right things, a lot of buzzwords. It's a lot of synergy and upward, you know, integration and uh, you know There's whatever some paradigms in there. I think exactly. He's gonna crisper this and whatever he's gonna, <laughs> you know, whatever. it's a lot of buzzwords and not necessarily a lot of solid basketball. And and the other thing that's great about the NBA is there is a tangible quantifiable readout of how good you are at your job and for coaches that is especially wins and losses right and and he's not going to that you know level so far and i get, I, I mean i guess to to get back at myself if it were flipped probably these stories about him being a,
0: a tyrant in the locker room don't come out necessarily um Fair enough. Yeah, why 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 were the reporters digging in the first place, right? Cuz things are off, clearly. Right, right,
1: for sure. But they would right, and and the story would be spun differently. It would be mm-hmm. how are these Pacers, you know, third in the Eastern Conference competing with the Brooklyn Nets of the world and it's oh, it's this guy who's a bit eccentric and he, mm-hmm. you know, throws erasers at his assistant coaches and whatever like that's a, that's a made-up thing he didn't actually do that but whatever <laughs> you know like is 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 not a cool person um but he gets results you know and then in, in sports especially like we're okay with that That's unbelievable. for sure
2: i agree i mean i agree with that it, it's you know if 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 the if you came in and said, "Hey, it's gonna be rough for a year, but then we're gonna start seeing results," you know, then okay. But I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't get the sense that. I mean, I feel like we look worse than we did when the season started. You know, our our we've been dropping below 500. You know, I look. I get it's COVID year, but like, there's been a lot of a lot of injuries. But like, you know, we're. I, I don't feel better about the team now than I did at the beginning of the year. And I think that's – like, you know, I don't want to watch these games when, you know, when I don't feel like there's at any point with, with no matter the lineup, you know, it's a – that no matter the lineup, we can't win this game against a bad team. You know, we can't get a stop. We can get a bucket, but we can't stop. We just can't stop anybody. You know, and I think a lot of it's just like I, I I cannot stand watching teams our our teams, pacer teams, give up so many points. Mm. Like our defense is horrendous.
0: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's really
2: bad. And we don't have the per- offensive personnel to to outgun people like other teams do. You know, we don't have people going for fifty. You know, we don't have Trey Young. We don't have you know Steph Curry. We don't have you know KD or you know go on but we don't have those teams and that's not how i mean i just don't think that's how we're going to win you know so i guess yeah for me it's it's i want to see how this goes a, if he's toxic get him out of here if he's not then you know you know let's see what happens next season um
1: yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I the, don't. the question which which front offices always have to ask themselves about coaches is how long is the leash? Like, do we – you know, this is the first-time head coach in the NBA. Sure. This is not an easy job, and it's um, particularly challenging this year. You know, and and, you know, people deserve second chances to some degree, right? Like – like you can't expect somebody to do an excellent job their first time doing something. That's not the way human beings work. Like right. You got to get your reps. You got to learn how to do the job before you can uh succeed. And some very rarely is it that a coach steps in and is is really good at coaching the in the NBA right away.
2: I mean, I agree with that, and I, I think for for you know far too long, coaches don't get uh, a chance to you know to fail. You know where mm-hmm. you know, and we, we see this we see this a lot where their first coaching stint um, they do okay to not great, and then they come back somewhere else, and they and they you know now they get to apply the lessons that they've learned in a new situation, and it goes really well. You know, we see, well, the Pacers have seen that. You know, Carlisle is, uh, you know, fantastic. And, like, basically, most of the, you know, if you've coached the Pacers in the past, um, you probably had a a really good uh, career
0: afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, so Vogel's won a title since he left. Carlisle's won a title since he left. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And, again, I think this goes back to what's your stomach for it? I mean, are you willing? Because when we signed this guy, I thought, here's the young mind that we can invest in, like they did with Brad Stevens. Sign him to a seven-year deal and just let him do his work and see what he can build. And we just need to be patient and work on that. And it's not about the, the next game and not about the next win. It's about the overall development of this coach and the overall development of this team. But you're right, Jason, you make a really good point that the team personnel changes so much that on some level, like, you can't really have a five-year plan you've got to have a season plan and because i mean like who who's saying that that in this off season we don't trade half of our players and all of that energy and effort to build up all those guys that learned all those different defenses that are going to know how to do that two years from now now what does it matter they're gone well i think you can have a five-year
1: plan you can have multiple time scales of vision right but you have to have a one-year plan. Like yeah. you can't, you cannot
0: not have a one-year plan. And I feel like that's <laughs> like, what that's, was that the is case. the thing that is. Unallowed. I feel like I feel like Bjorkren talked Pritchard into being like, we don't have a one-year plan. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Because all of our guys are on two-year contracts. This is the two-year plan. And Pritchard was like, yeah, cool. That's fine. You know. But that you do actually have to focus on the immediate. Um, to make the 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 long vision work. And if you can't see, you know, the next game in front of you, if you can't focus on that game to win, you're not going to make it to that 5-year plan.
2: And I think that the I think like the gold standard and what you know, what you want to emulate would be the Spurs, and that's they've got long-term plans, you know. And they've they've let, you know, you know, at the beginning of his career, of course, you know, pop, you know, they didn't, you know, they weren't always successful, and he, he, you know, they let him keep coaching, uh, and he's, you know, the longevity has, you know, paid dividends really, you know, very much for their 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 uh, organization, and we've seen all their trophies, like, um, but, you know, is is Bjorken on that level? And clearly now, no, but I mean, you see that potential there, you know, and it's not just about X's and O's; it's about, you know it's about a lot of things. It's all the things the coaches do. Well, and that's, you know. and
0: that's, what's concerning about these articles, Joe, right? I mean, cause right. if it's, if it's, if it's, Hey, look like the X's and O's aren't working out, but like everybody loves him, then yeah, let's stay patient. It's going to work out. We're, we're just learning. It's, 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 we've got a bigger vision, but you know what these things are saying is that it's a toxic environment for the coaching staff. And that he seems, um, disingenuous to his to his players um, these are things that don't build trust from your closest staff or from your team like those are those are not things that you can build a franchise on are those skills that you can learn or are those things that are
1: uh, completely personality driven and not um,
0: adaptable like I, mean, e, I think people e, e, become better leaders. I do believe people can become right, okay. better leaders. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's hard to not be a dick if you're a dick. You know?
1: Right. It's also hard to become a, a genius at X's and O's if you're not a genius at X and O's. Right? For like, sure. The th- I mean, the thing with that is you can hire another coach to to do that sort of stuff. And maybe that's what needs to happen... I mean, I guess it's hard when it's leadership here, but right. There needs to be somebody that is the mediator, I guess, right?
0: Well so you you've got a nick or, nurse. Or right? to or to
1: help uh mentor Bjorkren to become a better um, you know, manager of of, of people. Right? Yeah. The job of a head coach is more so Yeah. Ego management
0: and um, inbounding and what inbounding, Inbounding, Yeah, but he's really good at inbounding. He's great at that. (laughs) And then
1: I think that it is the, you know, setting a vision for, you know, whatever, three to five years, but also like how to manage a season, how to manage a game.
0: How many times can he come on a a post game interview and say, you know, I thought we played brilliant basketball for three and a half quarters? And they're like, yeah, but what happened in the fourth? He's like, well, no, we just need to focus on what happened in the first three and a half quarters. You're like, we just need to. And I'm like, okay, but every time it's that last quarter. So, like, at some point, something's got to change. But that's his excuse. Every It's like, we just got to focus on what we did right in the first three and a half quarters. Well, something's clearly wrong at the end, and you're not addressing it, and you're making it sound like everything's fine. Um, And Because the last
2: part of the game is not the same. You know, it's
0: it's not the same. And that's the thing we're really bad at. But he doesn't seem to be... He seems to be accepting the fact that, like, hey, if we could just focus on what we did right, it'll be fine. Which is, you know, again, fine. Focus on what you did right, but... It's just over and over and over again that this sort of Pollyannish positivity and not accepting what's going wrong. Well, I mean, in some ways, maybe that's like an extension of the uh, advanced
1: metrics um, sort of view of the world, right? That the idea is that from a statistical perspective, there is no difference between the last possession of the game and the first possession of the game. Correct. Right? but we as basketball fans who have watched the nba for our entire lives know that the last possession of the game is much 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 more important than the first possession of the game right right and i could ease i could see a path where some if somebody fully embraced the statistical model of um nba basketball them being like yeah i know like if we just, statistically, the best route to a good possession is this path, right? Um, so that's what we're going to do every possession, or, like, in large part or whatever. We're going to play at a fast pace, and blah, 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 who cares about rebounds, like, let's just go. Like, that's, yeah, I could see you being like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, but that's not reality, right? That's where, that's where the advanced metrics sort of statistical over analysis of the NBA butts up with the reality of the NBA, which is in the psychology of the NBA, which is that players right. are more focused. Defense is more intense. The, the level of difficulty is harder in the last five minutes, mm-hmm. right? The pressure is greater. Exactly. And so you have to change what you do in those, those possessions in order to be successful. And, there's, you know, what are we at now? 80 years of NBA history or whatever of good teams doing very well in those last five minutes. Right. Like, you're, you're talking about. That's the statistic. Right? Yeah. You're
0: talking about, uh, like, really good, successful regular season teams versus, you know, teams that win championships. You're talking about good players versus Hall of Famers that understand the moment that can live in that moment. He, Reggie Miller taught us this, you know? I mean, this guy mm-hmm. didn't go to the Hall of Fame if he didn't have a sense of the moment, right? Like, that moment exists. It does exist, and if you just look at it with cold eyes on, you know, uh, numbers on a paper, you're missing some of the beauty of the game and, and, and also probably under-coaching your team <laughs> to prepare them for... The most difficult part of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, it's not working out. Like we're below five hundred. Right. So right. Yeah. you can you can get cold dead analysis all you want, but you know if you're going to do that, I want I want results. Yeah, right. There's one. I want that results. You need on my desk Monday morning.
0: I think you're just pissed that that we we lost the uh, home home uh, home court record. But didn't help anything. Was you know, it 32 years that we were above 500? For
2: for uh, whatever 30 some years, we had a record. Nick, your Nick, Nick Nate Bjork showed up. Now we don't. Right. Also, COVID showed up, but I mean, other things happened too. But I'm just saying. That's, that's <clears throat> analysis. All that's right. my that's my. I used some machine learning to figure that out.
0: <laughs> All right, so, Joe, um, I know that you've given up watching the game. Will you watch the play-in game, which will be happening this depends coming
2: week? What, depends on what time it is. <laughs> it was, I'll check my schedule. I'll probably watch it too I'll probably watch it so I can point and yell at the TV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hang in there, Pacer Nation. There's still a chance that we've... Exceeded expectations and somehow caught the eighth seed, but most likely we're in the tenth seed and uh, gonna get trounced by the Wizards in a playing game. And Westbrook's gonna get a quadruple double, and we're just gonna let him. Um. So, uh, can I get a percentage over under? There's no over under on a yes or no question. Um, oh yeah, there is. Sure. Um, what's the percentage? that uh, Björkrin keeps his job. So what's I the over under? Oh, is it is it 50? 50%? Is that the oh. over under?
2: I th- my, my gut tells me that he's going to keep it because I mean, a, you know, we had seen in the the history of this <clears throat> excuse me, of this franchise how unwilling they were to uh you know, cut ties when things weren't going well, and everybody and their brother were calling for the coach's head. But you know, they were on a, a, a longer-term contract. Um, they're paying, uh, you know, they they already paid an extra year for for uh, uh, McMillan. They're not going to make that. They're not going to do that again.
0: Um. Also, he's uh, Nate McMillan's going to get a home court advantage in the uh, playoffs. Just to so let you know. <laughs> Maybe not. He might be fifth, but still, uh, they're overachieving because that's what Nate McMillan teams do. Yeah, I'm
1: with jo- I'm with Joey. I think that uh, uh, Pritchard and Buchanan get fired before
0: uh, before Bjorken. Before Bjorken.
1: Wow! And they hire a new GM, and they say, "Okay, here's the deal.
0: He's you got to stick year.
1: with this head coach for a year." Right. You can fire him after that. I don't I don't care.
0: Um but yeah. That's the sitch. I think I think uh Chad Buchanan's the fall guy. Um I think Pritchard keeps his job. And um yeah, you're right. One more year. And then yeah. we're back on the Larry Bird show. <laughs> 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 yeah, no I no I think Chabby the one who takes the sword on this one. So that's my prediction. But I think I think they have too much of a relationship with Craig and Pritchard. I think I think that he's there. They envision him being there until he retires or whatever. So, especially now that Donnie Walsh is retired, Slick Leonard has died. We're losing a lot of the long term culture of the place. I don't think they're going to want to also part ways with Pritchard. Hmm. Um, but I think Chad gets gets uh, thrown the uh, thrown the sword because you know whatever he was college buddies with him or whatever and you know uh, and nobody knew exactly what his job was anyway so exactly what what does he do what
1: what exactly do you do here i'm a people person i, mm-hmm.
2: I talk to the engineers sure you do chad <laughs> <laughs> all right guys i think it's time uh take a quick break and uh We'll, we'll obviously have more to say about this in in the uh, in the future. We will be monitoring the situation very closely. <laughs> Look for the next woes bomb. So we'll let's take five. Uh, we'll be back in a few. We are back from the break uh, I wanted to talk to you about a start of the week this time that uh, I noticed a little bit ago Joey start of the week I think it's quite interesting I don't know if you guys uh, you know you don't have quite the all the same interest in my that I, that I do um, there was an interesting story that came out uh, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, this is about the uh, uh, the internet, and and uh, Colson, I know this is you know a subject near and dear to your heart, and for I know sure. you're you know into the nitty gritty. Um, but uh, something interesting happened um, on um, the inauguration day for for Biden. Um, so. It, the last few minutes of um, Trump's presidency, like three minutes before the official handover, um, a in a very, very large um, number of uh, IP addresses, public IP addresses, um, which there's a you know finite amount, a very large uh, number of those got signed over. Uh, to be managed by a private company from the U.S. military. Um, in fact, it was six percent of the uh, total addresses available in the world. Um, got signed over to this, uh, uh, or put in, put in charge by uh, another company. And it was um, the timing is interesting, and uh, the I mean it's one hundred seventy-five million addresses. So. Um, it seems like the, the the official explanation was that uh, the and another this company Global. Tell me if this sounds like a real thing. Global Resource Systems LLC.
1: Wasn't that the company that Homer Simpson worked for?
2: Yeah, probably. Okay. Or yeah, wasn't um, that the the uh, in that
0: episode with Hank uh, Scorpio? <laughs> so I was thinking that was company, the, uh, the the company that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger works for when he. Uh, Goes to Mars and, uh, mm-hmm. What's that movie? Uh, so lies? this comp, no. this company, <laughs> True
2: lies. Total Recall. Total Recall. Total Lies. Um, <laughs> uh, this company was founded last September. Oh no! And, okay. And then also, uh, now controls more of the internet than uh, AT and T, uh, China Telecom, and Verizon. Um, they have no public website. Um, they do have no a public pub- website. Oh, they do. Okay, that right may have changed.
1: GR-US.com. Um, they
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the
1: most fake site ever. Uh, they have a little slideshow on the front, and it has uh, catchphrases. One is Savor Your Harvest. Uh, the, pre- <laughs> the previous one was Aspire to Your Zenith. Ooh. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> No. I'm not seeing it in the global in a,
0: in a in a search what's the website? I I googled Global Resources LLC. Okay. Generico.com. I'm just making stuff up. Cuz it sounds like they w- just made w- it w- up. Too. Gr.
1: us their slash uh, dash us comes up. Okay.
2: So they may have uh fixed their website problem. Um yeah, here we go. We uh, help
1: small and medium-sized businesses maintain positive cash flow, control costs, and accelerate profitable growth, boy, allowing entrepreneur, entrepreneurs and managers to make the most of their work and their lives. This has got to be a different company.
2: I'm not saying it is, but this does not match with...
0: It's the same name. Anyway. <laughs> Something's up. So, so yeah. So, what you're saying is that they own everything. They own six percent of the. Or they're at least the in control internet. of
2: six percent of the the addresses on the internet. They have. It's a brand new company. They have no federal contracts. Um, a shady at uh, shady at best website, which you could hire. Um, so, at. is
0: this Big Brother or is this Biden? Like, who are we blaming for this? Well, it's not Biden. It was done before he was in office. Or right before so, he took office, so maybe he. This had is to, had in his, fact it was his his three minutes before. Up. Yeah,
2: it was three minutes before Trump was out of office. So the the official explanation from the Pentagon was that uh, it's a pilot effort to improve cybersecurity um, by
0: owning everything.
2: But um, yeah, these. I mean, the value of these is it's. Like in the you know in the open market would be, I don't know. Uh, let's see, millions
0: and millions of dollars, um, if not more. So, I don't know. So what should I be worried about, Joe? Because I'm worried about a lot of things right now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, where should I start? Do um, they own RIP? IP? No,
2: they they don't. We, uh, Are you we sure? Don't have, we just don't have one, so. Oh,
0: I thought we had a website. We we do, but uh, it's complicated, and I'm not going to explain it here. So they don't own Squarespace, is what you're saying? No, I mean, they just own
2: basically. They own a lot of the infrastructure, or at least the uh, you know, they're getting things from here to there, uh, potentially. So.
0: Well uh, uh, so
1: I'm looking at some of their blog posts on global resources and they're all from like 2018 so maybe I think it's this a is a different, different company or company. Yeah. something
0: I do but like all of their content though this is equally suspicious Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think we've uncovered two things we turned over a rock and found two things
2: Yeah so there's a there's an interesting article in, in the Washington Post uh, about with a little bit more information, but uh, that is interesting. So crazy. When yeah, so when,
1: you're telling me that Vladimir Putin owns seven hundred seventy million. That's more, like uh, well, uh,
2: the, 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 top, the that's what the 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 uh, top comment in the article is basically saying. For all we know, this could be a gift to Putin. Uh, but I mean, that's just a uh, you know, just a web a web commenter. So could be which we've learned is 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 just factual. It's either uh, a whole lot of truth, truth, or a whole lot of lies. I don't know, one of the two, true lies. That's what it is.
0: Anyway, totally get
2: to the topper. One hundred seventy-five million IP's. That's that's it was it's a, it's a big number. That's what caught my eye. That's the number. That was nice. I'm, big, I like
0: it. I like it when your uh, stats have numbers.
2: It was a big shiny number, I and mean, I couldn't uh, couldn't turn it away.
0: Oh, we doing un- under Googleables? That was the plan super excited um
1: told us we had to so (laughs) So
0: it was he said we we signed up for it in the end it's going to be better and more true than google can give you cool as a cucumber Hmm. do we think this is a, a 20s phrase a 50s phrase a 60s phrase why is a cucumber cool? Is it cool as in awesome? Is it cool as in temperature cool? Why is this a phrase that we use? Cool as a cucumber. So
1: I uh, think of it along the lines of cool as in temperature, along those same lines as uh, one having ice in, ice in one's veins. Okay, right. Like you're you're cool under pressure. Yep, yep. So you don't get... Uh, Your temperature doesn't go up. You're not uh, hyperactivated. Right. And cucumbers are a refreshing
0: fruit, I believe. Do we keep them? Do we keep them cold? Um, So this would would suggest that refrigeration would be pretty um, available when we talk about cool as a cucumber. I would think so.
1: A cucumber would be pretty refreshing on a hot day even if you just like picked it right out of the garden cuz it's got Cause it's a lot of so it's all water. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very watery. So it, it so you think
0: it's kind of bringing your temperature down even if it's even if it's a hot cucumber. Right. Cuz I always think of like cucumbers so- we pickle them, you know, like cuz like hey, what man. are we going to do with these things? Why did you have a band called Hot Cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was my most successful band. Yeah, yeah for just, sure. I we, remember we, you were winking, winking a lot at the at the people. Just a, I just sold a bunch of uh, mixtapes. <laughs> and when I say when I say sold, I mean we gave away a bunch right. of mixtapes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Who is also 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 that was my nickname in high school? Uh, hot cucumber. Yeah. Mm. You don't, don't want. So you want a could. little bit of this hot cucumber. Because of your green skin. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, miscolored so- youth. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joey. It's because of my big hot penis. Okay. <laughs> 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 What was the topic? <laughs> it, was cute. Oh, right. it was cold cucumbers. Yeah, it went a little far. Oh, it always does. Um, so, Joe, what do you think? Uh, do you think this is? Uh, do you think what, what what time period you got on this? Because Jason's basically saying like it cools you down. It's it's refreshing. If it's it doesn't matter if it's in a fridge. It's just it's just nice and cooling. Um, so that doesn't help us with the timeline. Do you no? Do you have I a... mean, maybe it does.
2: Uh, I mean, I think the the twenties. I think you know. I think I'm thinking like uh, you know, early. Yeah, I think 1920s ish. Uh, maybe 30s, but uh, that's the feeling I get. That's the vibe I get from that phrase.
0: This this seems to me more like a like a, a 50s like a hep cat, like a a, a um, you know. Cat's pajamas, cool as a cucumber. Maybe even seventies. Cat's pajamas is like the twenties. Twenties, you're right. I'm gonna go seventies. I'm gonna go. This is. I was brand thinking more. even earlier, like Civil War times or something. But mm. okay. Well, then we're wildly different. So Joey's got twenties. You got Civil War, and I got the seventies. But we all think this is an American thing. And yes. Oh, for like, sure. Okay. I don't know why cucumbers have been around for you know since as long as they grew cucumbers. I don't know where cucumbers are native to. Uh, That's a okay. This is a good question too. This is an added question. Uh, I'm gonna say they're. Um, they feel European to me. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I feel like
2: English for sure. I feel like they put cucumbers in. Like, don't they make a
0: cucumber sandwich? Isn't yeah, there a cucumber. Sure. But it doesn't feel like Mediterranean or Middle Eastern, right? I mean, I guess there's a lot of cucumber and... Yes, you're right. Yeah. So a Greek salad is cucumber... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomatoes, olives, feta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm.
1: The idea is that cucumbers always feel cool, green, and fresh, even in hot conditions uh the idiom was very first discovered in a verse by the british poet john gay new song in a new song on new similes in 1732 quote cool as a cucumber could see the rest of womankind end quote that's according to uh
0: Theidioms.com Hmm So 1732 uh, That's uh, It's British, okay Uh, Phrases.org also mentions uh, John Gay's poem Which apparently this comes from um, Lovely poem Uh, My passion is as mustard strong I sit all sober sad Drunk as a piper all day long Or like a march hare mad Round as a hoop, the bumpers flow. I drink yet can't forget her, for though as drunk as David Sow, I love her still the better. Pert as a pearmonger, I'd be if Molly were but kind. Cool as a cucumber, could see the rest of mankind.
1: Come on, Molly. The cucumber originates from South Asia,
0: huh? But hmm. now
1: grows on most continents. As many different types of cucumber are traded on the global market.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah. I have had, um, I have definitely had Asian cucumbers now that I think about it. There's smaller, small, I think those are smaller. Like it's a smaller variety
0: that's there, but uh, definitely had cucumber salads. Yeah. Um, yeah, With cool as a cucumber, meaning self possessed, not excited, in control of one's own emotions. As from the phrase from John Gay's mid 1700s poem as cool as a cucumber okay so this guy invented this essentially and somehow it caught on he just made a poem with a bunch of similes and yeah yeah strong as mustard you know are any
2: of the uh, examples uh, uh, Pacer's assistant coach Greg Foster. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, well that, there you go. Uh, the more you know. Seventeen hundreds, we were all off. Yep. But we got Wrong. we got I think we were getting close to England, maybe. And we said didn't we say uniquely American? Yeah we did. Okay. Nailed it. We well, yeah. Nailed it. It's a
2: the right hemisphere. Also, we're we've fine. not
0: we, we we have not guessed John Gay's poetry before, so that probably put us not. at and disadvantage. a bunch of
2: this stuff is like relative to us, like scale. When you look at when you look at you know the the time span of of um, like the universe, we were super
0: close. You know? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like we guessed, like, the dinosaurs came up with this.
1: <laughs> That's true
0: for everything
1: that we've guessed, <laughs> First of
0: all, leave that out of it, all right? <laughs> yeah, slow your roll, Jason. He's yeah. trying to make a point. <laughs> I wasn't done
2: uh, uh, excusing our, 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 our mess over here. He
0: hadn't heard his arm patting ourselves on the back yet. Yeah. <laughs> In a
1: 100 gram serving raw cucumber with peel is 95% water, Hmm. provides 67 kilojoules or 16 kilocalories of food energy, uh, and supplies low content of essential nutrients. It it is noticeably,
0: it, it is notable only for vitamin K. So I so I'm fine with not eating it cuz I think it tastes like water and it sucks. It it basically is water and yeah, it kind of does. Suck. I like a good pickle, which is a cucumber just with vinegar, right? And, yeah, salt. and it's salt. been like a brined. It's been yeah, pickled. Yeah. I don't know. I'm
2: in I'm in team team cucumber then. Cuz I'm I love them in my salads. And yeah, they're not like super flavorful, but like I don't know, I'm
0: happy with it. It's crunchy. You know, and uh, I mean, look, water sucks anyway. Why do I want to make my water crunchy? have you had, have you had cucumber water before? Like, you yeah, soak it just some, sucks. Yeah. Like, it sucks more than yeah. water. What is wrong with you? Uh,
2: are- I think cucumbers are bullshit. You know what? You need to get some of this liquid death. <laughs> have you guys ever heard of Kool Aid pickles or
1: cool-icles? No. No. <laughs> no. Apparently, they are enjoyed by children in parts of the southern United States, created by soaking dill pickles in a mixture of Kool-Aid and pickle brine.
0: Oh, I, okay. Actually, that sounds awesome. So you get like a raspberry-flavored pickle or something sounds, like that? That sounds beyond terrible. Oh, I'm all in. I'm going to make one tonight. <laughs> I'll let <laughs> you know you have how it all goes. all the Ingredients? I mean, I, I, okay. I, I need to buy a cucumber, but I got Jello. No, you don't need a cucumber. You just need a pickle. But don't I? No, I'm no. I'm pick- I'm, pick- I'm pickling the cucumber <laughs> in Jello mix. Oh my god. Or Kool Aid oh mix. God. Sorry. So I'm, I'm pickling. Yeah, because you can't. You can't just pick, stick the pickle in the Kool Aid mix. You're actually pickling the thing with Kool Aid mix and brine. Well that's the,
2: I guess that's my question is are are you pickling it or are you just using a pickle No, I'm pickling Does it. Say? Not not you.
0: No, the me. Southern
2: No, me. The Southern Children.
1: <laughs> All right. So if you want to do it, you take the sh- you take um some sugar and Kool-Aid, which is mostly sugar. You whisk that into the pickle juice and then pour that back over your pickles and you place it in the fridge for about a week. Shake it every day to make sure that the brine is oh, see, evenly see.
0: distributed so the pickles can take on the flavor and color of Kool-Aid used. Okay, hmm. see, now I'm out. I, I can't do. I can't shake things every day. Oh, my <clears throat> God. You're the bartender.
2: <laughs> All right, I think we're going to get going before Jason goes down the... Uh, He's probably going to get into... Uh, uh, I'm going to sell these
1: at the farmer's market now.
2: It, there you go. He's going to get on to... Uh, um, Cucumber Twitter and it's going to turn nasty, I
0: think. Um, (laughs) Your band is now called Hot Cucumber? If you'll give us the trademark. Sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's worth billions on the open market, I'm sure. That's right.
1: Um, What if I give you 179 million IP addresses (laughs) for the rest of
0: Hot Cucumber? Sold for some as long as, as long as your, your, uh, first cover is a dick pic of mine. I mean,
1: I'm speechless. I can't, I don't, <laughs> don't have a come. no,
0: <laughs> no, come on. Do you want to be a hot cucumber or not?
1: <laughs> is
0: it a
2: picture of your uncle Dick? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Be careful what you <laughs> old, see coming out of that account. Uncle Dick. Uh, that's,
0: that's what I call my penis. Uh,
2: <laughs> we're on Facebook.com slash the Beatles, Pass- which has Pass- very Pass- strict yeah. profanity filters and they Pass- have <laughs> they have AI to catch Colson covers, I'm sure. Uh the com. There's a contact form there. If you want to send your complaints, or if you've been sent a picture from Golson without consent, you can send a complaint there. We will apologize to you, and you can send an email. Shout out <laughs> at theunavoidables dot com. That's where you can send an email to uh, ask for the wrongs to be righted, and um, you can buy a shirt uh, at the the website slash store,
0: which uh, we've got some. We've got a few left. Smeedy Molly. for. Architect Donnie Walsh, our once-and-always coach, Bobby Leonard, and our uh, potentially one-season coach, Nate Bjorkman. Turn out the lights! The party's over!
2: I was going to say, you, you didn't, like... Throw Björkrin's name in there. I guess he's not earned a, a trip in the a seat in the in the closing
0: yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this if he's a flash in the pan, it was uh, incredibly uh, underwhelming. Is Bjorkren going to win the Jim O'Brien Trophy? Yes. I think we might name it the new Bjorkren Trophy. Although that's hard mm, to say. No, no, we're not. We're not there yet. Not
1: there yet. What other Nates are out there that we could hire after this guy? Good right, question. for sure.
0: Um, I'm thinking uh, Becky Nate Hammond. <laughs> so what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it.